Hey everybody, welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carbondale, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew, and now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand, Mike No. Hello and welcome to another episode of Campus Comics Cast. We're coming to you from inside Campus Comics here on uh, Main Street in Carbondale, Illinois. I'm going to go through the previews catalog as we usually do and point out things that we find interesting and hope that you do too. And if you do, you know, just get a hold of us and uh, we give contact information at the end of the podcast about how to do that and uh maybe come in and get your own previews that kind of thing so to help me go through the previews this month as usual are scott reed and dan brown and i am mike no the owner and operator here at campus comics so is there anything we need to talk about just to preface this whole thing um well i guess you're all looking at me because this is the april of 2018 previews catalog and for merchandise or product mostly books that will ship in june of 2018 and the order cutoff for this is april the 26th so if there's anything that you do want to check out um and you feel like it'd be a special order there's a there's so much stuff in here there's just no way to have it all you know unless we're midtown comics and we're not so you know just let us know if there's anything that sounds interesting by april 26th and we'll get that order in for you so you want to talk about the um the change to the catalog oh yeah for sure um if you have picked up a previews before, um, you're going to notice uh, it's a little bit different this time. Um, what they've done is kind of split the catalog in half, and there's two basic parts of it. And the first part of it is just called print, the print mer- print stuff you can buy. So it's comics, trade paperbacks, graphic novels, magazines, that kind of stuff is all in the front part. And then they actually call it the flip, and you flip it over, and it's like the merchandise side of it you know so you're talking about action figures statues any other kind of stuff the Funko Pops are going to be in that second side so a little bit different setup but you know just like anything else we'll get used to it you know it's just kind of weird not seeing that stuff kind of spaced all the way through it and kind of together so so there's that change so where we want to do that's it anything else that I need to remind me of because <laughs> Dan and I want to talk about the exact same thing first <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, oh, okay. and I'm not going to wrestling for that privilege so <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah yeah so on page 28 of the catalog before we even get to the free comic book day stuff this month is the diamond 44 pocket comic spinner rack and this is just an old school spinner rack for your comics uh, it's kind of neat, you know. It's kind of a nice old school kind of thing to have, but the price is pi. What does that mean, um, Mike? That means please <laughs> inquire, <laughs> which is never 
It's never usually good when you see that, you know. Maybe it's never good it's, for your wallet. Exactly, never good for your wallet if it says <laughs> that, because it means they're just kind of afraid to tell you what it's cost. But it yeah. does say that the purchase price includes free delivery through UPS Ground to your local comic shop. That's right. So you don't have to pay for delivery no, just for the how you, how you get it home. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it says what simple assembly, some yeah. simple assembly required. So well, I thought this was really cool because I bought my first comic book out of a oh, spinner absolutely. rack at a Big John's grocery store in El Dorado, Illinois. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, this this is something I'm, you know, would, I've kind of, if I see something like this for sale, like on eBay, I'm always tempted to pull the trigger on mm-hmm. it. I don't know if I'll pull the trigger on it this time, but it is pretty yeah. cool. So Yeah, the only thing that would have made it even cooler, really, other than a lower price, would be <laughs> uh, that one word balloon in the upper right there. You know, that's yeah. what I always associate as, hey, kids, comics. So yeah, that it's, was it's always sort of the toppers to them that have the yep. different phrases on them. Or that logos. will probably be in next month's catalog. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> for the same price. Yeah. Accessories, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Now, so, I, this is kind of a tangent, but... Uh, I know there is a recent Kickstarter, I think it's still going on, where uh, these guys are making the old school spinner acts with the top, the classic oh, toppers like so that. Cool. Mm-hmm. And they're available in white and black. Again, I can't remember what the name of the Kickstarter is right now. They're not supporting us or anything. Uh-huh. It's just a cool <laughs> thing to bring up while we're on the topic. Yeah. I believe it. I think that is around $300 for okay. those. Yeah. You know, yeah. but they do look yeah. nice. It is a nice old school yeah. spinner rack, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And I mean, in case anybody is into, you can inquire, but I'll spoil it right now. The price on these is two hundred and ninety-nine dollars, yeah. so that's right in there yeah, in that, that ballpark. ballpark. So, did you have did, another tangent? Didn't you have an uncle buy one and refurbish one? Yeah, and I've got my uncle, in? you know, longtime collector, has got a couple, maybe three now. Like he's retired, he just drives around on a whim out to Pennsylvania or wherever, picks up a spinner rack. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he's and he's cleaned them up, but like he's kind of left some of the patina on them, so oh, it's still cool. sort of vintage looking. But yeah, mm-hmm. they've got the classic We Love comics, you know, Hey right. Kids comics toppers oh, to so them. Cool. I used to have one so. of the the Whitman wooden. Racks. Oh, I used to have one of those, but it fell apart, so uh-huh. I don't have it any longer. But huh. it was kind of cool to have. It's but it's a big piece of uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of wood for yeah. us, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've In got a small space. I've yeah. got sort of an Ersatz spinner rack at home from a previous job, and they're not at an angle; it's straight up and down, which is a little better for the books, right? Because yeah. that's the thing with your spinner racks. Long term, is your books are going to bend; they're going to oh, fall yeah. forward mm-hmm. if you keep them in there for a long yeah. time. Uh, but you know, I use mine just for hardcovers, basically, oh, uh-huh. and it still looks nice, yeah. you know. Yeah, the other thing that was always a concern about these, you know, I wasn't a retailer back then, but the, you'd always get the bumps in the bottom, you know, the yeah. dance in it. But yeah. this has got some high-tech dimple guard technology. <laughs> on yeah, this it looks like just that. sort of like a slat there right, or something probably. that the books hit. Fancy way of saying that. that <coughs> we'll try to keep the bottom of your books from getting Charge a few more bucks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Another thing I've I never have seen these in real life. I've just seen them online at random places. Are comic book vending machines? Oh yeah. You guys okay. ever seen these? It's, I an, have it's, not. A, it's an older thing. It's definitely before my time. And huh, I've uh, cool. known people who've seen them. Uh, again, back to my uncle Rick that we were just talking about. He told me that there was one up in an airport in Chicago when he was a kid huh. that he saw. And uh, I used to work with somebody who had seen them before too. And I look on eBay every now and then, never see them. I've seen like maybe one or two web pages that even like show pictures of them and that kind of thing. But hmm. that's always something I've always 
you know, kind of had an eye out for. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be really pricey cool. to pick one up, but they're really cool I've looking. I've never heard of it. I've never heard yeah. of that either. For a while, I saw where they were doing mini comic racks, the, mm-hmm. the spinner racks, but yeah. then you had to buy the mini comic books to go into the <laughs> right. mini, and then that's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did that a while. A couple of years ago, they did a mm-hmm. mini comic, and yeah. then they mm-hmm. did little ceramic tiles that were comic book you know, reproductions of covers. Yeah. And then they never released it. I had somebody oh, order one happened? and it never came huh. out. At least they didn't fill my of. order. Yeah. You know, those are still kind of pricey too, weren't they? Yeah. Even the little mini yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Yep. So that's like you said, even before the free comic book day, which mm-hmm. this is our uh, last podcast before free. Yeah, comic that's book exactly day, right. So. Uh, May 5th. Is that right? May 5th or 4th? First Saturday in I'm May every sure year. Fifth. Fifth. Yeah, I think, I think it's so. the 5th. I think the fourth was the original Avengers release date that they moved up. So oh, that's yeah. that would yeah. be Friday. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, but you know, come out and see us on Free Comic Book Day. We've hit that pretty much, and we're going to be doing a second podcast after we wrap this one up, and we talk about some Free Comic Book Day stuff. So, just giving you a heads up there so you don't miss that extra episode. Is there anything else Free Comic Book Day you want to I talk about before we move it on? Later, I think. So. Yeah. Okay. I just I just wanted to bring up, hey, you know, feel free to come in, pick up some free comic books. Keep in mind, though, you know, the stores have to pay for these books. You would think the companies would just provide these for free since it's promoting their, you know, lines. Mm-hmm. They don't. Nope. nope. You know, these books have to be paid for, so feel free to spend a few bucks when you come out here. for your comic book day, too. <laughs> well, thanks, Dan. It's not as tactless if you say it and not me. Right? <laughs> Oh gosh! So dark horse, dark horse. Yeah, page forty-four. Unless somebody else has something before page forty-four. I, I just had. I do not. Forty-two. Mm-hmm. It looks like finally a merciful end is being put to Buffy the Vampire Slayer with season twelve. So um, even the people that I, that have been buying Buffy comics are like, this needs to end. Oh really? And yeah, like this. It's <laughs> not been very good. So it looks like they're going to start season twelve, and that will be it. And it looks like a four-issue series. Yeah, that's so. what it looks like. So if you're a completist, you've got four more books to get season 12, and then Buffy's done. Page 44, have Sword Daughter number one from Dark Horse. Brian Wood is doing the writing on that title. Basically, it's a Viking Viking version of Lone Wolf and Cub is almost how it, oh. uh, how it sounds. And if you're familiar with Lone Wolf and Cub, that was a that's an inspirational story for Frank Miller as far as his writing style. So this could be interesting. On 67, we've got The Suit by Dennis Calero. Um, I haven't read this. It looks like it's a reprint of a story he did in Dark Horse Presents, uh, Volume 3. Uh, I'm just going to give a shout-out to this because he follows me on Twitter. So <laughs> free plug for The Suit. And I believe he's the artist of the... James Bond Casino Royale graphic novel that just oh, okay. came out too. Very cool. Which was in the yeah, catalog a couple months ago. Flipping back, just something I noticed that was really weird. Um, back on Fifty Five, they're doing a a comic that ties into the uh, Incredibles Two. Mm-hmm. Why is Marvel not doing that? You know what I mean? It's just one of why those are, things that just jumped out on me. Yeah, yeah. Why aren't they doing the kids' Star Wars book? Yeah, you know, know what I mean. Like, yeah. So if they can make more money selling it out, selling to somebody else, and they can it do out. it themselves. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. they don't have to worry about. It. <clears throat> Just raking the dough. I don't have anything else Dark Horse. I don't either. Me neither. DC? Yep. Hawkman number one, mm-hmm. yet again. Yeah, what are yep. the odds that they get the character right this time? <laughs> right. It's slim to none. I mean, it's it's that trick of every time you add to them, now you just make it more convoluted. Uh-huh. They've really got themselves in a bad position with the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thing is, art and cover by Brian Hitch. So, Three issues yeah. before it's later, yeah. he's <laughs> off, exactly. or a fill-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you written, know? Yeah, written by Robert, was it Venditti, who yeah. did, like, Surrogates? Is that right? Yeah, and, and he's, he's had the longer run on Green Lantern lately. I just don't know how much of a comic book historian he is, so if he's right. even going to really have a good understanding of the characters. <laughs> well, maybe he's got a new take on it. Maybe that's why maybe just, they're on. <laughs> clean slate. Clean yeah. slate, that'd be okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, I really like Brian Hitch's art. I think he's a great artist, but, again, we're talking it's about monthly comic prolific. book schedule. Mm-hmm. He's not known to keep on it. So then I guess page next 81, page on yeah. that, you know, is going to be the, I'm assuming this is the reboot, the rolled together, the post No Justice storyline, Justice League, I guess. I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. so mm-hmm. back to another issues one and two mm-hmm. for that. Still keeping up that twice monthly schedule. Yeah, but, written yeah. written and, by uh, Scott Snyder. Yeah. I glanced at that cover and when I looked at Batman, I thought it was John Romita Jr. doing the artwork on it. It just it just looked like a JRJR like Batman, but it's, like a, it's, uh, not, it's not. It's not. Yeah, no, yeah. it's Jim Chung. Yeah. yeah. So. Who's been on uh, Marvel 2 and 1 and he's, uh, I guess, I just read, I guess he's off Amazing Spider-Man 800 that's coming out. Oh, really? I think, um, Oh, I'm blanking on the name now. Uh, Nick, I don't know. Nick Bradshaw, I believe, oh, is yeah. taking over. I really like his art, so yeah. So either way, it'd be good. So then, page eighty-two. Eighty-two. Yeah. Here we go. Six-issue yep. weekly Superman series, The Man of Steel, didn't, interconnected covers. Didn't we talk about that last time? I think so, but I, think I, think so. They, I don't think yeah. they had the images last time, uh, right? If I remember correctly, well, right. What's that? The burn. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm slow. Oh, yeah. I'm just slow. Yeah. Yeah. There's, this a, there's a very similar book to this about mm-hmm. 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of a segue into that. And it's kind of the same whole thing there. Yep. So is this the, I guess, after the Action 1000, this right. will be Brian Michael Bendis's yeah. take on Superman moving forward. Yeah. Right? Leading yeah. into Superman number one and mm-hmm. Action Comics 1001. Yep. And you were talking about artists not being able to keep up with schedules. Well, if yeah. you notice on these books, oh, yeah. there's, I think with uh, the exception of two of them, it's different artists on every single book. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Oh, actually, all six of them have yeah. different artists, yeah. don't they? Yeah. These so. are all good, these are all good artists, though, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so. and totally they're not. I just hope it doesn't jarring. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like switch art styles all the time. It just kind of... And even going from a different artist narrative. on the cover sometimes yeah. to the interior art can be a little... Yeah. But the issue five looks like a definite um, homage to Superman 75, oh, the death sure. of uh, Superman issue. And, of course, uh-huh. it's not Doomsday, but it sort of looks like Doomsday in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it's the new villain. I can't remember what his name is. Does it, say yeah, it, was, it says in there someplace. Rog- Rogel Czar, yeah. I guess, was the pronunciation oh. on that. Maybe that's Doomsday's real name. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, on 84, Four. we've got a new Plastic Man, number uh-huh. one, written by Gail Simone. Mm-hmm. I know there was talk a few years ago of her doing this book with Ethan Van Skyver, um, and they kept kind of waiting, holding off on the character till Skyver could do a book, and it just never materialized. So I don't know if this is the same concept from her, but we are getting a new cl- Plastic Man book, finally. Mm-hmm. Variant cover by Amanda Connor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, then on 85, it looks like we're kind of doing the same thing as they're doing with action or Justice League, whatever. Are they rolling those two titles, Titans and Teen Titans, into one? Because they're doing a Teen Titans special number one, a Titans special number one. And that's kind of what they've done, you know, and then they'll go into the new story. I did just see a picture today online of uh, Beast Boy and Raven from the upcoming television show, like in costume. Like, I think it might just been the actors on set, but it looked pretty cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's that going to air on? It's it's DC's as yet oh, untitled streaming. platform. Yeah, oh, that's no right. name, no price, no launch. Mm-hmm. 
hopefully, I would think maybe it's San Diego this year. We finally get some information on that. I yeah, would think if, you know if they've got shows in production, I got to think it's launching sooner than later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on eighty six, we've got the unexpected number one. It's the new uh, New Age of DC Heroes book by Steve Orlando and art by Ryan Sook. So he's a really good artist. So I'll probably check this one out. I've been reading some of the other books and they've been pretty solid, mm-hmm. but. I guess we got to figure out which Marvel book this is a stand-in right, for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of been the case with the others. I guess we finally got Immortal Man number one yeah. came in this week. So <laughs> the most delayed one so far. Yeah. So After that, we've got some new uh, DC Hanna-Barbera crossovers stuff. with mm-hmm. Aquaman Jabberjaw, Black Lightning Hong Kong Fooey, Flash Speed Buggy, <laughs> and Super Sun's Dino Mutt, which uh, it's written by Peter Tomasi. I would imagine that's going to be a pretty good issue. That'd mm-hmm. probably be the one to get if I had to guess out of this lineup. What, Jabberjaw? You're not about Jabberjaw. I mean, everybody loved Batman and Elmer Fudd, so oh, don't, yeah. don't, sleep on, don't sleep on these books. Yep, that's very true. Page 93. You mean anything for 93? No. Nah. For whatever reason, I don't know why, but my Batman trades had not been reaching the top of my to-read pile, and all of a sudden, now I can't stop reading Batman. So <laughs> if you're not reading Batman with Tom King writing it, it is definitely a book that you should be picking up. Issues 48 and 49 solicited here. The War of uh, Jokes and Riddles was really good. You've got the... it's just There was a nice Bane storyline, so... Definitely, if you haven't been reading those, come pick them up and trade, but and then start picking up the issues month to month here with forty eight and forty nine. Looks like yeah. it's a Joker story coming to us. Mm-hmm. So and it's all kind of leading up to the wedding story, right? Yeah. And we've got and after that, we've got a whole bunch of specials mm-hmm. they're throwing at you. Huh. Weekly five, weekly one shots, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Prelude to the wedding is yeah. what they're all called. And so. I mean, down here in the corner, Prelude to the Wedding, Harley Quinn versus Joker number one. That'll be the one nobody picks up, and then Harley complete us go back and get it. This will be the one that's 40 bucks in a couple months or something. Mm-hmm. Hard to find. <laughs> and just one of those that flies under the radar. Yep. On 97, we've got the final issue of Bane Conquest, and this is by the original creators of the character. Uh, it's been a good miniseries. I've been keeping up with it. I know years ago, um, Chuck Dixon commented in an interview that he had a him and Graham Nolan had several Bane stories they wanted to come back and tell. For whatever reason, DC wasn't interested at the time. Apparently they are now with this book, so hopefully this is done well enough they can tell some more of those stories. Hmm. They really kind of, they, you know, are the creators of the character. They're also kind of the best barometer of the character. There for a while they kind of got off track with them, but they kind of steer everything back when they get a hold of this character again. Hmm. Give it back to those guys. They write the shit. Yeah. And I'm not saying nobody else can write Bane. Obviously, Tom King did a great Bane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but sometimes you just go off on weird tangents when you have so many voices. But even with Tom King, it was a very different Bane yeah. story. So, yeah. Uh, on page 111, anybody got anything? I only think the 145. Okay, so. we've got the Immortal Men number three, another one of the New Age of DC heroes books, and it looks like we've got an appearance from the uh, Batman Who Laughs oh, okay. from the Metal storyline, and I heard this character was going to kind of go on past the series. Gotcha. So it looks like he's showing up here. If you uh, are really into the Batman Who Laughs, you'd be one to pick up. Okay. Um, I'm at 135. I'm at 133. Okay. Go right ahead. We've got uh, a trade of Batman Death and the Maidens. Uh, this was a miniseries Greg Rucka did years ago. It's a good story. Uh, I'm not sure why it's in print right now. Uh, but it does bring up uh, Nisa. It's her introduction. It's Rachel Gould's other daughter, mm-hmm. and so it's sort of about her. Um, 
And then at the bottom of the page, we've got the Batman Teenage Mutant, New, Mutant Ninja Turtles Deluxe Hardcover. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, collecting uh, that many series. It's just been a pretty good read from what I understand. Yeah. The yeah. second one you know, that's going on right now has been really good, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good. Just keeping it up. Well, I'm on 135, and that's just uh, the DC Universe by Mike Mignola. I like those when they collect all the, you know, a lot of the works. Yeah. You know, they've done Mike Mignola in this one. They... You know, they just did, just who was it, Brian? Brian K. Vaughn, yeah. it's on the shelf right the shelf now as we're right recording. Now. Yep. So, yeah, they, I like it when they do that, you know, just kind of get that writer. So if you're a fan of a certain writer and they've done some DC work, chances are you'll eventually get a collection of that stuff. And it looks like a lot of these collections here, too, from DC are like July 4th, July 11th, July 25th. So it looks like they're advanced soliciting some of these. Yeah. So if you come in the store in June looking for them, they may not be here yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's true. There's also a new printing here on 134 of Batman Throw Killer, which was a cool Elseworld story by Howard Chaykin and Dan Brereton. It's mm-hmm. sort of a 60s Batman kind of story that's not the Adam West 60s Batman. Right. Yeah. It's a more, you know, for the time contemporary kind of story mm-hmm. that was really good. And I think it's kind of overlooked, but it's a really good story worth checking out. You were talking about advanced solicited a month later. Did anybody notice jumping back to those Batman Prelude to the Wedding one shots? These are retro solicited. What oh, does are that they? Even mean uh, when are they, <laughs> are they out? Are they out so like, like in May? Yeah, June twenty seventh. I don't understand what that even means. On some of them are on sale May thirtieth, so that's probably, probably right. the that's, first one. Yeah, yeah that's what retro that is solicited. Then. Yep. So it's just that one. So okay, never mind. I'm losing <laughs> my mind. But I just saw that and I was like, that's yeah. different. Uh, 139, so. we've got a new trade of uh, Superman for All Seasons. Good stuff. So, yeah, right there. And then there's uh, Superman Blue Volume 1. So I assume that this means they're well, going to start collecting the, the Superman Blue Blue's story from the, the 90s. And the red one, too. Yeah, Superman Blue, Superman Red. <laughs> Getting every version of the character out there for this yep. 80th anniversary. and yeah. For better or worse. Yep. <laughs> good or not. Page uh, 145, I think this was solicited last month, but just throw it out there again. Batman The Dark Knight Returns Gallery Edition. So if you want to see kind of DC's take on the original art style uh, size print, it's a little pricey, but would still be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And 147, that yes. is just creepy. Isn't that just That disturbing. is just creepy. So, yeah, How, so What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what we're talking about is a, uh, a life-size bust of the Joker... And it's the interpretation of uh, Academy Award-winning makeup artist uh, Rick Baker, you know, who did, like, the 70s con. What else did he do? He did, like, some random stuff. But he was the go-to guy back in the day whenever they wanted. And it was, like, more about physical effects instead of CGI stuff back then. He was a guy that did he do, like, The Howling and the, or American I, Werewolf in London? I think he did American Werewolf in London. Yeah. I feel like anything I say that's going to be, that's Stan Winston, not exactly, Rick Baker, right. you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why so I don't anyway. take risk on saying stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, so on top of it being insanely creepy, and I can't imagine anybody wanting to own this, it, the prices, yeah, is affordable. Yeah, but there, and there are two versions mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. There's an ultimate edition and a standard edition. I guess what the ultimate edition is closer to his original sculpt or something like that. Yeah. It, says, it says it's created using his molds. Okay. What they're using for the other, I'm yeah, not sure what that means. of the mold, obviously. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> if he sculpted this, usually that process, what that is, is they'll... They'll, they'll take the clay sculpture mm-hmm. and make a mold of that, right. and then he'll cast it in resin and right. do some tweaking on it. So it's probably from his original molds of his clay sculpture, okay. you know. And then they so just you think there might actually be some detailed difference in there, there, like, like probably subtle things. And there's yeah. definitely some paint differences in, yeah. in yeah. the two. 
Mm -hmm. um, as well. So, but yeah, if you want to see something creepy that may cause you to lose sleep at night, you need to come in and look at the picture. <laughs> For of sure, because yeah. there may not the, nobody may want that once they see it. That's, I mean, it, is, it does it does look nice. My question is. You've got some real subtle paint variation going on in the face uh -huh. and the features, mm -hmm. and I was like, I wonder how close that's going to be to the real thing. To reproduce it? Yeah, yeah. to get those kind but of subtleties Did you see the run? There. It's only like, what, 50 pieces of that Ultimate Edition, or 150? Or, the standard is only 150 pieces, and yeah, the Ultimate Edition is 50. 50 yeah. yeah, so they're only making 200 total of these, both mm -hmm. versions. So now if they sell all 200 at 1000 to $1,500 a pop, they're mm -hmm. still doing okay yeah, on them. Yeah, I think yeah. they do all right. <laughs> But it, yeah. I think it's kind of cool, though, to just to let somebody like Rick Baker, and they basically just said, do whatever you want. It sounds like, you know, just yeah, and they also want. and they also are calling it DC Gallery, the Joker by Rick Baker. So I'm wondering, are they going to do other pieces like oh, this also? Be. You know, uh, allocations may occur, though. Yep. So they might get, get yours now. Early and often. Mm -hmm. On 149, we've got the uh, latest statues for the new Teen Titans. Yeah. Piece. I think that wraps those sets up. That set up. Yeah, we got it? Kid Flash and Wonder Girl in here, and it looks like, yeah, Wonder Girl's midair, so she's being held up on yeah, there. Some kind of metal rod or yeah. something. But she'll be behind, so it probably conceal it pretty well. And bombshell line continues. It's starting to kind of scrape the barrel a little bit, I think, with the Joker's daughter. It's a character, yeah. another character they don't really know what to do with. Apparently. Yeah, it's just one of those they seem to just kind of keep forcing down people's throats and mm -hmm. it's like does anybody care yeah. like they couldn't make a go of that character in the 70s mm -hmm. why did they think it was going to be a thing now <laughs> yep i don't know if they just thought they'd trade in on the harley quinn yeah you know fandom or, or they use them between the two characters right. yeah. yeah i don't know where like they the thought that was going you like harley quinn you want to mash together there you go yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm done with DC, for, so yeah, you guys yeah. Yeah. Too. yeah, so IDW. IDW. I'm 159 is what I've got, so. I'm at 156. Okay, go ahead. Oh, well, I'm, we, well, 157, I guess. I guess we're getting what they're saying is the final chapter of the League of Extraordin Extraordinary Gentlemen. So, you know, I don't know if you're familiar. Everybody's familiar with that, you know, even if it's from the horrible Sean Connery movie that actually <laughs> caused him to retire and stay retired. But um, it is the final chapter of that, and it is from Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons, the original no, Kevin, right? Kevin, Kevin O'Neill. Yeah, sorry, yes. the Watchman on that. It probably is the because Alan Moore says he's got X number of stories left and he's done, so I okay. guess he's probably ready to be done with that. Okay, and I guess he's ready to move on. So I, I've seen this sort of advertised as their last book. Uh, like, oh, really? I don't know. Like I, I don't know if that just means together or if like this is it for both, both of them. Because uh -huh. I feel like both these guys are probably well off enough they could walk away from this. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure Alan do. Moore's been that way for a while. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to see if this so actually is like their last work. Last work together uh, or individually, either one? Or may, say, yeah, yeah, I'm not, either sure one, not sure what that implied. Page, gotcha. page 159, you've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles body count. So as I understand mm -hmm. it, this is a little bit more mature take on uh, Raphael and, and Casey Jones. I didn't actually read this. This is a reprint from, I guess, what, a 90s Ooh, story? Yeah, this is a while back. Yeah, so it goes, mm -hmm. but it's um, written by Kevin Eastman, uh, has some cover, some art by Simon Bisley, so it's a little bit different style art uh, than what you're used to seeing on those characters. So it's going to reprint the, the four issues of that series from whenever whenever that was originally uh, released. I think the copy in here even says with this little what dose of the classic ultraviolence or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. 
<laughs> so a little bit of 90 sensibility there. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> On 165, we've got Star Trek New Visions. Um, it looks like, and this is a uh, book that John Byrne does that's uh, sort of a photo comic where he takes, you know, images from the old TV show, makes new stories out of them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a really good book. It looks like this one is dealing with the attempted spinoff show, and I can't think of the character's name now, but I think it was Robert Stack that was playing him, mm -hmm. and it was going to be like a, a spinoff show about, like, a... Sort of like sci-fi elements, but like in present, you know, 60s, present day. Okay. But it looks like they're kind of flashing back to the, that story. And it looks like they're going to be talking about World War Three and the eugenics wars, which I believe is what Khan was supposed to have come out of in Star Trek continuity. So that might be a cool issue to check out. It's always fun when, you know, they kind of go back and deal with some of those, that. you know, plot lines that they never were able to pick up on on the show. And creative ways they get around not having likeness rights yeah. <laughs> with some of the actors. Somebody in shadow. Yeah. Like <laughs> There's a pipe placed right in front of their face <laughs> or something. Page page 168, just because it's probably the last time that I'm going to be able to mention this for a while, is we have the ROM and the Micronauts trade paperback. So these stories have not been great, but I just like these characters. <laughs> so And they're doing the trade of the last series, and we probably won't see ROM or Micronauts for quite a while moving forward. <laughs> That's, that's all I got on IDW. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Image. Image. Yeah, it looks like we're starting off with uh, the Magic Order number one, the new Mark Miller book, and I believe this is the first of the uh, books he's made. He's making in conjunction with Netflix. Netflix. Mm -hmm. yep. So uh, we, uh, there will be a show or a movie or something coming of this, I'm sure. So I'm surprised there wasn't the Netflix logo on the cover I was, of the comic. I was really expecting something like that yep. too. I wonder if there will be on the actual book when it's when on it's the show. On the show. Mm -hmm. so, but that's. Uh, so I don't you know, think there's an image logo on there either, is there? Uh, no, there's yeah. not. Now that you say so that, I there's bet, not. I bet a there image. will be, or something at least on the back if they do a back cover, yeah. like a blank back cover or something mm -hmm. with it, maybe. And but yeah, are, I'll, I'll be surprised if there's not a Netflix logo on there. Yeah, there are three different covers for that for that book as well for the completest out there, yeah. including a, oh, actually four because there's a blank variant oh, because yeah. I guess you'll want to get one of these characters drawn no, onto the cover. No, it's yeah. the uh, it's the cover they may disappear they, oh yes yeah and if you want mark miller you got to pick up his books now because he's basically said he is done with dc and marvel mm. so this is what we're getting now hmm. 204 204 uh stellar number one i just I, whenever i looked at this it just reminded me of like the i can't remember if it was eclipse or pacific so they used to have that alien encounters comic book um, which was just like sci-fi anthology. This is not an anthology book, mm -hmm. but just the artwork and the style kinda and the does. cover just kind of just absolutely brought me back to to those uh, to those books. So, huh. yeah, um, and this is Brett Blevins drawing this, who's you know been around for quite a while, but I've never seen him like do a full color thing like this. It's usually just pen and ink, you know, and then a colorist. But yeah, this is really some uh, sort of fully formed work from him. Mm -hmm. And, like, it took me a while to, like, I saw the name, but I'm like, is it the same guy? It took me a little <laughs> bit to realize, like, yeah, this is him. This is his style. It's just, he looks like he's handling the coloring and everything on this. Yeah, it looks like it could be interesting, so. Yeah. Well, after that, on 206, we have Bloodstrike number zero. <laughs> Can't get enough. <laughs> taking, it, taking it back to the 90s. Yep. And this book definitely will be, this is Michael Fife, who does Copra. And I read an interview with him where he's talking about this book, and he is picking it up where it left off. Huh. You know, this was one of Image's team books. They they had so many of back in the day. I know at one point they whittled this down to one guy. One guy ended up being Bloodstrike instead of a team, but it looks like we're back to the team here. 
So we were getting a zero introductory issue, and then number 23, he's picking up the old numbering and everything. Oh, right. That's crazy. So I'll definitely be checking this book out. Um, well, you will be the only one, probably. I, I think Copra has a pretty good following. This, I doubt I'm the only one picking this book up. This is your, I'm going to say this is your ROM. This might be. And again, I'm not a huge fan of Bloodstrike to begin with, but just his involvement gets me interested. They had some sort of gimmick cover that was... Uh, like heat sensitive or something to your hand and they look like it had blood on it oh, yeah. kind of thing back in the day <laughs> yeah some crazy thing i but. know at least one other guy in the store will pick that up he's picking up all these image reboots of those old yeah. characters well, well speaking of 90s throwback we'll go, uh, do a call here to matthew miller who's been doing a posting a lot of artwork on his instagram and his facebook page but not too long ago he did a rough 90s character oh, yeah. called pouches and he, <laughs> and he, he had, he tagged Rob Liefeld in the in it, and I guess he, he either shared it or something. But then, like two weeks later, Rob Liefeld makes a character and posts a sketch of a guy with a whole bunch of pouches. Just and called so, the pouch. Yeah, I called it. Yeah, something like the pouch or something like that. So it was a little, oh, lawsuit, it was a little, little ironic there. So coincidence, uh, mm, yeah. I'm sure. One's funny, one's not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was an homage. homage. Yeah, to Matt. Yeah, <laughs> page uh, page two thirteen, uh, dissonance trade pa- paperback number one. I bought this first issue, and I don't even remember if I read it or not. <laughs> but um, I'm probably going to pick up the trade because it's it's a sci-fi looking style uh, book. It says alternate world where Earth is populated with powerful human spirit hybrids called phantasmin. So I'm probably going to pick this up uh, just for the sci-fi element. Um, so that's available this month from Image, and that's all I've got in Image. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Oblivion song number four listed in here. Uh, number one has come out, I believe. Two came out today, as we're you know the day we're recording this. Mm-hmm. I picked up the first issue. Uh, we sold out here in the store, right? Yeah, the did. first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a decent story. It's a, you know it's a typical first issue anymore. It's like you don't really know what's going on, but it looks like it could be an interesting concept. Uh, you know, very soon to be on track here with number four. I saw somewhere where Kirkman was commenting that they have 12 issues done and ready to go before they even launch. So he's serious about keeping this on time and you know, at least having it come out for a while. For at least the first year. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so. that. Two trades worth. Yep. And I would say in spite of sales, but I think the first issue did pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. Number two does. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, especially with Kirkman, everybody's looking for that next Walking Dead. I mean, it's pretty much what everybody's looking for. A lot of times with image, in, in, yeah, let alone yeah. Kirkman, you know. So, right. uh, two thirty-three. Are you past two thirty-three yeah. yet? I, I just just noticed this killer uh, killer be killed issue number twenty series finale. So they're uh-huh. wrapping up killer be killed, which has been a, a decent story. Yeah, it's been so, good. So uh, Brubaker and Phillips, Brubaker writing Phillips on the art. That maybe it's later too that says season series finale that surprised me too, mm-hmm. but. So uh, on 241, we've got Savage Dragon number 235, and it looks like they're introducing a character called Buffalo Stew. <laughs> Apparently, Buffalo Stew does advertise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it for me with Image. All right, yeah, I think I'm done, too. Boom. Uh, actually, Dynamite's no. next, because, you know, the alphabet. Actually, oh yeah, I don't have anything in Dynamite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm the yeah, actually yeah. Marvel will be before Boom, so yeah. <laughs> I don't think there. I really had anything in here. I just want to point out there's a new Nancy Drew book coming out. Yeah, if you're right. a fan, written by uh, Kelly Thompson. Mm-hmm. So if you like Nancy Drew, maybe give that a shot. So you're shouting out Nancy Drew, but you're not shouting out Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Okay. Just just to be clarified. <laughs> just, that, yeah. So. Just, uh, just yeah. <laughs> FYI, there's a Charlie's Angels number one. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that's it for me and dynamite. Yep. You guys, no, you no, no, anything else in dynamite? So, so on to boom. Well, it's boom, boom before. Boom. Yeah, okay, it is. Yeah. I'm confused with the new layout. Yeah, so I was thinking a, Marvel should be a, in here someplace. Yeah, and I can understand. I don't know. I feel like it should start with boom, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know, because well, didn't boom used to be in the back of the yeah, book? So yeah. it used to be yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Do we need to do so Marvel here before we do Boom? Or do we need to jump back? Or Where are the Marvel pages in here? Because there's always the couple pages yeah, that show like the, the statue or something. Yeah. Where did they even put the... I don't know. Oh, boy. Yeah, not sure. Still not familiar. Technical but, difficulties. Yeah, but I You can tell how well we plan these things in advance. Right. So. Yes, well, great. this, I mean, Boom's the last thing, and then... Yeah, there's not a spot. Uh, oh look, Marvel, yeah, Marvel is Marvel is Marvel is right in front of Boom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, All right, so we want to move on to Marvel. Let's just finish Boom since we're here. Okay. So, <laughs> Boom, Boom, <laughs> Planet of the Apes, Visionaries, Rod Serling. Uh, we've got a graphic novel adapting uh, Rod Serling's original script to the Planet of the Apes film. It's adapted by Dana Gould, who big you know comedian, big time Planet of the Apes fan. Does stand up as Dr. Zayas in character. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that, you know, somebody cares that much about it, I think this will yeah, probably be great. worth picking up. Sort of an alternate take on the original Planet of the Apes film. I got something on 298, so. On 284, we've got Garfield Homecoming number one. I just want to bring this up because this is not Jim Davis drawing this. This is uh, Sarah Talmadge. And it's sort of a different look to Garfield. You know, you kind of have the Jim Davis thing in mind because he's done the comic strip forever. But this is sort of an interesting kind of alternate, you know, look for the character. Probably very similar stories. And, uh, Two, 298, uh, this is something that uh, Michael Atchison and I mentioned in, like, I think on our first podcast was this uh, Judas Lindemann series coming out oh, from yeah. Boom. So they have the trade. I read the first issue, and it was not too, um, I don't know, maybe I don't know if heretical is the right word. <laughs> <Sorry>. or blasphemous. <laughs> yeah. um, so I am interested to read the rest of it. So if that was something that piqued your interest, it's listed this month from Boom, uh, the Judas softcover uh, trade. On 297, we have WWE number 18. And since WrestleMania just happened, <laughs> I'll bring up. Looks like we're starting a new storyline with uh, wrestlers Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And I believe there's a video online of them right now calling out the writers of this comic book for not including them earlier in the series. <laughs> so you can check that out. Uh, wanna, I think that's it for me with Boom. Yeah. You want to jump to the Marvel, Marvel catalog? Yeah. Hit Marvel. We'll figure it out. So, well, page page uh, this month, you know, yeah. two. next month will change again. Yeah, so. yeah, it is. <laughs> page two, the Odin son returns as mm-hmm. Thor, though I am uh, in disbelief at this point. I'm still denying that this is going to happen until I read it in trade. <laughs> but uh, new uh, Jason Aaron's still going to continue to write Thor, which it's been good so far. So hopefully it will continue so. to be really, really good. And just in time for, almost just in time for Infinity War, so. So how long has Jason Aaron been on Thor? Because it's been several series now. Yeah. And, you know, Marvel time's a little hard to keep track of with yeah. all that. Because he was even did the Unworthy Thor. That was still yeah. Right well, that, it was quite a bit before that. Cause uh, yeah. The Jane Foster storyline had been going before the Unworthy. And there was the and God then, of Thunder book. Yeah, and then there was yeah. the, like when he did it, like the past, present, and future storyline. Yeah. It's It's been solid for a very long yeah. time. So, you know, maybe after Silver Surfer, probably Marvel's best book during the same uh, same time frame. So. Yeah, there's a really nice variant here by Christian Ward, which looks like it's the older future Thor. 
mm-hmm. version on there that's really mm-hmm. nice looking. Uh, does anyone want to read into the cover there where he's swinging the hammer and it's Changing? several different hammers? Yeah, it's an axe, it's a mace, it's... Oh, I hadn't even looked that closely at that cover, so... Yeah. Don't really know what's going well, on. That's just something cool for the cover, if that ties yeah. into the storyline somehow. something there. <laughs> Uh, after that, we've got Tony Stark, Iron Man yeah. number one, oh, written yeah. by Dan Slott. Dan Slott. So it looks like he's taking over for Bendis on Iron Man. And if you turn turn over the page, you're going to have a lot of different variant covers with just the different armors through the years. Uh, there's what? Yeah. Two, oh, four, boy. six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, like twenty plus different covers right. for this book because you know we need twenty variant covers for everything. But yeah. stealth armor, the War Machine, the Undersea Armor, the Thorbuster Armor, the Hulkbuster Armor, Heroes Reborn, because everybody wants to remember Heroes right. Reborn. Yep. So uh, there, is, there is a nice uh, old-school-looking Alex Ross variant cover, though, for it, So, mm-hmm. which isn't the same as the Yeah, but it's not, one of the, armor, it's not one of the covers. armor covers. Yeah, yeah but right. it's sort of cool-looking. Page uh, 10, you got Immortal Hulk number one. Uh, uh, the only thing I always mention that one is there's a Del Keown variant uh, cover possibly available for for that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's also a really nice Clayton Crane one who I really liked his work on Carnage and stuff like that, but just a real sort of, you know, intense looking Hulk there. And a nice Alex Ross cover with uh, Hulk coming out of Bruce Banner's grave. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to say about Deadpool number one, Scott? Nope. <laughs> nope. I, I will have one comment about Deadpool here shortly. So, okay. uh, Well, it's written, be by, it. written by Scott Young, who... Came into the store one time. Yes, he did. So. He did. <laughs> Page uh, 16, I would normally dismiss this comic book, but we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, number one and two, five-issue series, written by Mark Wade, yeah. so, and uh, just in time for the upcoming film. So that could be uh, that could be something. Be so uh, I know a lot of people were speculating when Chris Somney was leaving Captain America that like him and Wade might be moving to D.C. on something. Mm-hmm. Since Somney still hasn't announced what he's doing yet. I wonder if Mark Wade's still doing all this stuff for Marvel kind of, you know, lays that to rest Mush. as far as them staying together, or will he work for both companies on several things, you know? Hmm. Who knows? Let's see. Page 23. There you go. Okay, so I... I'll, threw up in my mouth a little bit whenever I saw this. <laughs> um, but Sentry, uh, number one. So if there is a character in the Marvel Universe that I like less than Deadpool, really? this is the character. Really? This yes. is because yeah. of the Superman analog? It's or? because he's just a complete, total Superman ripoff character. Yeah. So, and they already had, what, Hyperion they could use for that, and and then they've added, what, Blue Marvel, I think, is basically yeah. for the most part. Is they don't they don't need this character in the Marvel Universe. Um, so, <laughs> Bellamere's but, writing it. It's still, I, that doesn't, that's not going to be enough for me so yeah i just assume this character stayed gone but if you like that particular character and i don't know why you would but uh i don't understand deadpool either so something for everybody exactly so Uh, (laughs) 25 dark doctor strange mark Mark wade Wade. we're mentioning mark wade's name quite a bit here so um which i it does bother me because um i think wasn't jason aaron writing this as well or am I thinking of somebody no. else? I think Jason Aaron's been I writing. Think so. He did a while back, and then somebody else took over. I okay, think, yeah. so, um, but at least the first, I'm like on the fourth trade of that series. I think it's still Jason Aaron at that point. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's um, a fresh start now. There so. we go. Fresh so, start. But it is, and it is Mark Wade. So we, we, it's got that going for it. So. Oh, real quick, back to Thor. Uh, I just saw where CB Sobolski was talking about issue 706, mm-hmm. saying it will make you cry. 
<laughs> and I feel well, like he was talking to you, Scott. Scott talking yeah. to me. It'll probably be like the last issue of uh, Silver Surfer, yeah. uh, you know. So that will rank right up in there. So and there's also what is it at Valhalla's Gates or something? It's like a one shot that's coming oh, yeah. out really, really mm-hmm. soon. So yeah, it's it may be. I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Coincidence, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still in denial. So is that the first stage of grief? Denial. Yeah, yeah. It. Okay, I'm so, still there. So you're working so, through it. I'm, I'm not not yet. <laughs> I'm still on the first stage. <laughs> on page 42, we've got Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man Annual Number 1. Uh, this kind of caught my eye because it's written by Chip Zdarsky and it's drawn by Mike Alred. Uh, Mike Alred did a Untold Tales of Spider-Man Annual Number 1 years ago that I love. It uh, was a story with uh, Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four. And in the back had a recipe for Aunt, Me- Aunt May's wheat cakes <laughs> in there. So, and I've got, I think I had that signed. And it's written by Kurt Bujek, and uh, I had it signed by him and Alred. And I think Joe Sinnott might have done the inks on that too back in the day. But hmm. uh, so this kind of reminded me of that. So I'll probably pick this up. Hmm. On uh, 801, we've got Amazing Spider. Oh, I'm not 801. Issue 801 of Amazing Spider Man. <laughs> uh, looks like it's Dan Slott's last issue. Mm-hmm. Kind of a nice uh, Marcos Martin cover there. I don't have anything until 54, so. Ooh, that might be before me. Ooh. Scott? Well, I just thought it's another number one issue. Uh, so if you want your 70s and 80s flashback, if going back to the 90s is not far enough to go back for you, you have Dazzler number one, or Dazzler X-Song number one. So new costume, new look for Dazzler, except for she still has the star flash tattoo blue eye thing going on. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, there, that's not much really to say there. Uh, back on 52, we've got this month's uh, True Believers entries, and it looks like they're all Ant-Man related. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoiler warning Warning on uh, some of those. Yeah. If you aren't familiar with who the villain is going to be in the Ant-Man Wasp movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the, one of these, yeah, the Marvel premiere, it looks like they're calling it Scott Lang, the Astonishing Ant-Man number one. That's mm-hmm. uh, the first appearance of Scott, Scott Lang, Lang. Mm-hmm. which I've got, which turns out has shot up in price yes, lately. So probably, you know, as these usually are, is a cheaper alternative to the real issue. Is it the first Scott Lang, or is it the first Scott Lang as Ant-Man? I'm not sure. Was it, if he ever I couldn't showed tell up you. I can't, I, I was it's, defi- to... it's definitely first Scott Lang Ant-Man, for right. sure. Okay. I'm not I sure if he... if he showed up before that or not. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. And I haven't read that book for probably 20 years. Yeah. Well, probably the good one, though, there is the True Believers Ant-Man, the Incredible Shrinking Doom number one, which is like the first Hank Pym appearance. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, oh where, yeah. is that where he's actually fighting the ants? Ants, yeah. Back so, in the day. Okay. And, that's, and then, like, I'm surprised they didn't do like two or three issues later, is where it's the first time he's in costume. Yeah. And then they missed another opportunity to a couple issues after that is the first Wasps. Now, maybe they solicited the. Was there a True Believers first Wasp last month? Do uh, I remember seeing that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember. First, was she in Ant Man? Is that where Well, no, she was in Ston- uh, Tales to Astonish. Astonish. So it was like yeah. 44. Four. I, I think remember. 42 was the Maybe. first Ant-Man in costume, and I think 39 was the first Hank Pym. I could be off a couple issues on my, on my mm-hmm. numbers there, which is... Okay, well, I guess it says right here what it reprints. Well, no, that mm-hmm. says reprinting Marvel feature number four underneath that astonishing Ant-Man. So maybe yeah. that's the wrong... It looked like a, the cover of the... 
I'm, I may just be totally off. So yeah, because it looks like he's in costume on that. If you you got a really, these are really small graphics we're yeah. looking yeah. at here. So we really yeah. Got so it. yeah, it is in co- he is in costume, isn't he? So that's yeah, just zoom just, in there. Okay, mm-hmm. my bad, my mistake. That should be one of them though. You would think. You yeah. Would think. Well, maybe they did solicit those last month. So maybe. maybe. That's the other thing too. We've got one of uh, reprinting Avengers two twenty three. Now that's the iconic cover mm-hmm. of Ant Man on Hawkeye's Hawkeye. Arrow, which was mm-hmm. from Civil War. So yeah. Does anybody know if that story's any good? I've never actually read that book. <laughs> <laughs> but you see I, it come up all the time because I bought over. two copies of that book uh-huh. like a month ago, and I didn't read either one of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought so, them for the co- for the cover. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so everybody buys them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on cable one fifty six, or I'm sorry, X cable one fifty eight. Uh, we've got a cover where they're kind of going through a building, fighting what looks like a giant tapeworm. <laughs> Or something. I'm not sure what that is, but it's sort of an interesting cover. What page are you on? I don't have anything oh, for uh, quite page, a okay. while. Page 63, uh, Punisher 226. So Frank Castle had an interesting role in the Secret Empire story, where he was basically Hydra Cap's, you know, uh, hired hired muscle. So, well, now he's going to go out. It says, after being used by evil Steve Rogers during Secret Empire, Frank Castle is out for revenge. Yeah. So, apparently, they're going to resolve some storylines from the whole Secret Empire. And uh, Frank Castle is going to be going out after some super bads. And the first person on the list, Baron Zemo. So, he's apparently, he's out of the War Machine armor moving forward. And so, I thought this was an interesting sounding storyline, especially if you enjoyed the Secret Empire storyline. Uh, 68. So I think we're finally oh, getting yeah. the actual wedding issues now for mm-hmm. uh, Colossus and uh, Kitty Pride. I almost said Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> but I, there are a lot of people out there who like wedding covers. So there are going to be a, at least a couple of different wedding covers that you mm-hmm. can pick up. Um, and there's a classified variant cover from J. Scott Campbell. So but they do show two of the wedding covers here on pages uh, 68 and 69. Uh, page 95 on uh, 92 okay. and some of the you know the merchandise here we've got a marvel gallery wolverine pvc statue yeah, and yeah. this just kind of stands out for me because it's the old school brown mm-hmm. costume wolverine yeah. which was sort of what i knew as wolverine for so long mm-hmm. growing up and then they switched to the then old school yellow and blue original costume and mm-hmm. it's kind of been the same ever since so I always like seeing Wolverine the brown costume now and then. So you down for that? No, that, okay. no, no. Never on mind. the Deadpool bust as well. <laughs> so yeah, half scale dead, but not not full size creepy. No, full size creepy like. Now I like the Deadpool movie. I just don't like Deadpool in the comics mm, for some character. reason. So um, page ninety five, Avengers No Surrender hardcover. This is that sixteen week um, weekly series. So if you didn't want to read that as weekly issues, here's your chance to get the hardcover and 25% discount for hardcover, new hardcovers yeah, yeah. at Campus Comics. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so. Back on 92 real quick, <laughs> we've got Hellstorm by Warren Ellis Omnibus. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this. I like Warren Ellis. I've never picked any of this up. I just wanted to point this out <laughs> because it does collect some of his older work, but I believe I saw online that there were uh, some issues of a Satana book maybe that he had done that were never published oh, that yeah. I think they're just throwing in here. So oh, if you're yeah. a fan of that stuff, that's something new you haven't seen before. And speaking of creepy, get a creepy Brian Ballin cover. On yeah. That. <laughs> uh on the next page, we've got the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, omnibus, which these are sort of the uh, prologue comics that they do whenever a new movie comes out. So, if you're interested in those, you can pick them all up here. And there's way more than I realized. Yeah, they've done that. Of those, there's quite a few. Yeah, quite a bit. 
page 98, a new printing of Tomb of Dracula, Volume 1. So you've got uh, Gene Colan artwork, uh, Marv Wolfman writing. This may be one book that's actually better to try to find one of the, like, what's it, the essentials that are all in black and white. Uh -huh. But um, if you prefer color, then here's a chance to get that in a new printing. Mm -hmm. Page 105. Another, our soft cover printing trade paperback of Secret Empire. So if you want to understand what Frank Castle is going to be doing, if you haven't read Secret Empire, this is actually a pretty good story. Um, by Nick Spencer to resolve the Cap Hydra storyline. Nice little twist at the end. And it was actually kind of one of those, you know, gasp moments when you finally get the real Steve Rogers back. So uh, definitely worth reading. Uh, page 111. Am I yep. still good? All right, say oh, yeah, page 111. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, Marvel 2 and 1. So we're getting ready to get the Fantastic Four back in the Marvel Ooh. Universe. So if you want to kind of keep like up with what's going on the first trade fate of the four trade paperback um chip sadarsky uh, writing i understand it's actually been a pretty good read yeah I, i've you know i'm a dc guy but i've been picking this book up you just i always like fantastic four when there's a good team on it so it's definitely worth picking up then, uh, on 122 123 we have some more uh, ant-man collections you know coming up in time for the movie I'm a little bummed out. Uh, we've got all this Ant-Man stuff coming, and we have nothing from the irredeemable Ant-Man book for a few years ago that I really <laughs> liked. And again, that's another character. It's a different version of mm -hmm. Ant-Man, but just a solid 12-issue storyline or you know, series. They probably don't want to promote that aspect of the character right now. <laughs> I was surprised they didn't take from that for the movies. Really? You know, because it was so funny and just, you know, different. And Maybe the third or fourth movie for yeah, Ant-Man, maybe, maybe when they're running out of, you know, ideas. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think me and a friend also pinpointed a character in one of the Avengers movies that could be Scott O'Grady, that version of Ant-Man in S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, that's just us reading too much into it, looking for an Easter egg or something, but, yeah, I totally could have done that. Yeah, and then on uh, 129, speaking of the Fantastic Four, there's a new epic collection of the new Fantastic Four, volume number 21, it looks like. And uh, this is worth picking up just for the Art Adams artwork. Yeah. But it actually is a pretty good story where you get you know, what Hulk, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, and Spider-Man yeah, yeah, yeah. as the Fantastic Four for yeah. three issues. So Yeah, and I remember like when I was that came out when I was probably ten or eleven or something like that, and everybody's like, Oh, what's that? Yeah, three forty seven, three forty eight, three forty nine. Yeah. I know those issue numbers. So Um This also clicks three fifty, which really? I believe we have a copy of in here. Uh, and I just saw on Marvel's YouTube channel the other day, Dan Slott was commenting on how he was an editor, or assistant editor back then, and was in charge of writing the copy for that cover <laughs> where Ben Grimm returns as the thing and proclaims, ain't nothing like the real oh, thing, yeah. <laughs> which he said uh, was voted on as one of the worst cover blurbs <laughs> of all time. <laughs> so, check that out. My last thing... Go for it. Is the Marvel posters? posters. Is, uh, this is a this is a first, first. for the podcast. Nice. What are we What are we missing here, guys? Uh, no, they no all have art. No, no unknown artwork. No so. poster A, poster B, B poster C. Yep. We know what they are, and we yeah. see the art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there is a nice Captain America, Alex Ross, and the Ant Man and Wasp cover, which I really like too. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm buying them. I'm just right. They look yeah, nice. yes, they look pretty. They look nice. If you're into posters, <laughs> yeah. you can actually see what you'd be buying this. Yeah, time, so. I'm into posters, but I'm out of room. Yeah, <laughs> don't know yeah. which wall. Yeah. So back to the catalog so, proper. What used to be the back of the book, yeah. but now is not the back sort of the, the book. Sort of the middle-ish so. of the book. 
on a 339. Well, I'm going to go back to 312 first. Right. So Abstract Studios, um, a complete edition for Echo from uh, Terry Moore. Not the same level as Motor Girl or um, Rachel Rising, but definitely a very solid story from Terry Moore. Uh, 314, I've mentioned this title a couple times from Action Labs. Uh, for If you have a, know, a young girl reader, uh, Princeless, uh, Raven the Pirate Princess, Volume 5, Get Lost Together. The whole concept behind Princeless is that you have princesses who get tired of waiting on their prince to come and save them, so they save themselves. So it's kind of a... I don't even know how to describe it, but kind of that to help, uh, you know, in gain confidence in young girls, I guess, for lack of a better way of describing it. So. Speaking of Action Lab, real quick, they did the uh, Molly Danger book a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. That was Kickstarter. That was Jamal really, Ivan. yeah, that was mm -hmm. really good. And I thought there was, I thought they did the Kickstarter for another volume of that. I don't know if that's done yet or whatever happened with that, but mm -hmm. that was a really good book. I was kind of hoping they'd keep that going for a while. Well, it started as a Kickstarter, and then yeah. the Action Lab printed it for Jamal Eigel, and then I yeah. thought he did like another short story later on. But I didn't, I didn't know if they were kickstarting that again. I didn't, I I didn't th see anything. I never saw anything after the first book. Okay. So I don't know. I thought I'd seen something for another Kickstarter, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I just want more of it. Because <laughs> they, they threw a lot of stuff in that first yeah. issue. It felt like they really had sort of created, started to create a world with that book and oh. thought for sure there'd be more. But here we are. Um, I don't have anything until 369. Right. On 339 from Antarctic, we have uh, Barack Panther. <laughs> And I'm not mispronouncing that. That's what the book's called. It looks like a uh, Barack Obama version <laughs> of, of the Black, Black Panther. Panther. Bottom of bottom of page 339, you have a Jaws homage uh, T-shirt, except for it's Jawas. So it's a Jawa coming up out of the water with C-3PO swimming. So kind of a, that back to that Jaws uh, poster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> After that, Narchi, we have uh, Vampironica number three. Uh, I've read the first issue of this. I think that's all that's out so far. Yeah. But that's a pretty good book. And if you're jumping off Buffy the Vampire Slayer, maybe yeah. check this out. You You'll go. probably like it. Um, after that, we've got uh, Archie Super Teens versus the Crusaders, which are the Archie characters as superheroes. And it uh, looks like they're crossing over with Archie's Mighty Crusaders superhero team. Let's see, after that. Page 369 from Cartoon Books. You've got Book One, Volume Edition, Soft Cover. So, this is, I believe, the complete Bone series from uh, Jeff Smith. If you have somebody who is in grade school, they can actually read this for accelerated reader points. So, they can read comic books and get points at school if you have this. So, hmm. uh, definitely a pretty good read. I always, when I have younger readers come by and looking for recommendations, this is this book that I always. Try to have at least one copy available and and uh, recommend to parents as a good uh, good story for them. Not for younger readers is on three seventy four. <laughs> 007 magazine presents Bond Girls of the seventies. Carolyn Monroe. And now this is a magazine, not a comic, because now they've kind of shuffled all that in with you know, the print section. Uh, this is sort of trading in on her appearance in The Spy Who Loved Me, but that was a pretty small part. This really mm -hmm. seems to kind of be stretching it to make a magazine out of this. <laughs> you know, forty years later. Uh, on 386, Six. yeah, we've got the new from Gemstone. We've got this year's uh, Overstreet comic book price guides available in soft cover and hard cover, and we've got a nice uh, Ethan Van Skyver Green Lantern flash cover, and then a Planet of the Apes cover by oh, Ryan Swift. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also on the next page, there is a Buffy the Vampire Slayer cover. So if you aren't completely tired of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 
this is like the it was like the, the oversized one yeah, I think so it's like the big version the, of, of the it spiral so, bound so yeah. there's three different oh, was it spiral no, oh, this no, says, this now this says square, square bound. bound. It oh, used bound. to be spiral yeah. bound, though, didn't it? Did. I was they say, did. Spiral bound ones. would be nice. Yeah, the, the big ones those. used to be spiral bound like that. Uh, well, that's a shame that they stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, Three. Scott, if you wanted to know how to collect tabletop games, well, you know, I actually got you covered. Was going to mention this. So, <laughs> oh, yeah? uh, price guide basically for uh, for hmm. old, you know, some some of these games um, have that stuff I got in the back room. Have some, or you some, can just keep giving it to me. Yeah, they actually have quite a bit of value. So, if you have a complete board game that's been sitting on your shelf for 20, 30 years, um, you can. I mean, I've seen some, you know nice condition board game selling for 250 300 um, so if you have some earlier prints things like first prints of games like sellers of Catan and and uh i'm, I'm cones of dunshire <laughs> <laughs> that's a little too new hey, a little yeah. too new but uh well, but some of those have some of those have some uh value so interesting uh, yeah, and again i don't out. think anybody you know Typically, you know, the classic board games are always available, so I don't think anybody really stops to think about that. No, no. That some of these are, you know, Early actually worth something. Yeah. Well, these aren't really your classic board games. Right. I mean, these are these are more, you know, the the Gen Con style games, not the Monopoly. Yeah, you know, right. Kind that you pick up at the toy store type games. Right. So. On a four fourteen, we've got the new issue of Scary Monsters magazine. I just wanted to hurry up and give them a sure. shout out because they custom made me a shirt in my size. So <laughs> thank you to them. <laughs> Complaining Very about cool. something on Twitter worked out, guys. <laughs> don't let anybody tell you different. Right. <laughs> no, please so. don't complain on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, 433, we've got the little big or the little book of Hulk flexi cover. And then following that, on the next page, we have an Iron Man and X-Men one. Well, they're all by Roy Thomas. Yeah. Does anybody know what flexi cover means? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a thing I just wasn't familiar with. And they are listed as art books, so they're not comics necessarily. Huh. That's a, that's really going to... I'm going to have to pay attention to that stuff. Now, they have the little you know labels down here. Prose book, magazine, art book. Oh, but yeah. I'm really going to have to watch that close now with the comics. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like we have a Walking Dead prose book here. Huh. You know, so what? There's no pictures. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know how to get that. But I'm afraid I'm going to order something. It's not what I think, I think it, it is. is. Right? Yeah. I don't have anything till 4:55. Well, you're before me, so okay. I'm just about done with the back here. So we've got a uh, prose book, a book book called Comic Book Implosion, which is about the late 70s era in D.C. where they had the D.C. explosion that imploded on them. Mm -hmm. And so it looks like it's kind of covering that time with some, uh, looks like some different interviews with uh, Jeanette Kahn, Paul Levitz, Len Wein, Mike Gold. So, you know, these guys were the top at the top at D.C. So that's probably be pretty informative books for sort of that era. Uh, it also led to uh, a lot of unpublished books being produced back then, which I believe are collected in Xerox copies that circulate mm -hmm. around the office mm. called Cancelled Comic Cavalcade, <laughs> which if you could find a copy of those, they go for a pretty penny now. Uh, on 520, anything before then? Uh, 519, I think it's probably just the same thing you want to talk about, yeah. which is just all, this is your chance to pre-order the your calendar for, yep. the, mm -hmm. for next year. And, and anymore, they put like the last four months of the current year into yeah. these calendars so you can start using them a lot sooner you don't have to wait but there are pages and pages yeah. 
of uh, of calendar. Well, I guess not that many. But four four pages yeah. of calendars in here so. for June 2018. It's a lot of pages of calendars for 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's always some nice, you know, sort of vintage comic cover ones. I usually pick up those. Some of these, there's a specific line of these, which it looks like these are where they just say vintage Batman, vintage Superman, vintage DC at the top. And I've gotten those before, and those kind of tear out every month too. So yeah. at, when you're done with the calendar, you can still have some nice little mm-hmm. pinups of some of these old school covers. Yeah. Sarah's gotten me a couple of them where that's perforated. So you yeah. Actually tear it. You know, it's a, it's really nice to be able to do that's that. That's it for me on the yeah, front part for side one. Uh-huh. So we got a so flip, flip. One, two, three, flip. <laughs> Should we do a thud? Yeah. Right. Yes. There we go. There's a thud for sound effects on page 17 well before then too it looks like we had a lot of avengers stuff coming out because there is a movie coming out it turns out yeah Mm -hmm. i've heard something about that i just wanted to point out the marvel movie gallery avengers infinity war thor pvc which Mm -hmm. is really cool yeah got the like him holding up an axe it looks like Mm -hmm. spoiler the ultimate version of the hammer yeah so i assume you know in theory i don't know i assume that's what he gets in this movie since he lost his hammer in ragnarok mm-hmm. right it was destroyed and but it looks yeah. a lot of translucent lightning effects on that one though look pretty nice probably hey. not going to be able to sell any of the thanos ones because he doesn't have the headpiece on which really seems to bother people <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, that might be something once the movie comes out maybe people will kind of chill out yeah, on that maybe there's a reason yeah yeah <laughs> well just man i can't remember what i was watching oh I was yeah, I was watching some Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a spoiler. You find out the origin of her jacket. Uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah. so tired of that coming up. <laughs> Not everything needs an explanation. Yeah, right. At, at some point, we'll probably talk about the Jessica Jones Netflix series, but I just want to say one thing. I actually started watching it, and I got 20 minutes into the first episode and realized I'm re-watching the first episode of season one, not the, <laughs> not the first episode of season two. And it's just made so that rehash and yeah, stuff. So like, oh, this all this all feels familiar. It's like, yeah. But, uh, yeah so yeah, uh, this is a pretty funny. lengthy recap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't remember Carrie Ann Moss being in the very first like one oh, of the very really? first scenes yeah. in the very first oh, episode. Yeah, so I thought, oh that. well, okay, so she's back. But no, that wasn't that yeah. wasn't, wasn't, so, the yeah, wasn't yeah. the case. So after that, there's a nice. Iron Man Hulkbuster uh-huh. statue for Infinity War 2 looks pretty cool. Yeah. Now, again, this is not PVC. No, this is sorry. resin, so this is they'll set you, set you back $300. Mm-hmm. And after that, on 19, since we didn't get the blacked out posters, we get the blacked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we get the blacked out so, action figures. Yeah. But we get the blacked out action figure of the <laughs> Spider Man, <laughs> but the previous page is <laughs> a full color reveal of the statue. So, yeah. okay. And there's a big surprise. I guess that's, you know, we got Teenage Groot, but you'd, oh, that can't possibly be Teenage Groot on page uh, 19 there, so. Oh, well. (laughs) Marketing. Yeah, Yeah. 21 is that Wolverine statue I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess DC is getting into the old uh, Diamond Selects uh, gallery game there, you know. DC's done a few of their own statues at that price point, but I guess they're going to uh, Diamond Select's going to start producing some too, and they're starting it out with a rather solemn and angry-looking Superman. Superman. I like my Superman a little bit more. And it doesn't Positive. have to be super smiley, but it yeah. doesn't have to be scowly all throw, the time either. Throw out to uh, call out to uh, Matt Martin because he went up to C2E2 uh, what last weekend, uh-huh. and at the DC um, the DC. 
forum, they were actually passing out red underwear. Oh, apparently, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They said the trunk. They were like boxers. They said the, with a gold waistband. They said the trunks are back. back. Yeah, <laughs> stitched across the back. Of them, so. so I thought that was kind of funny. Uh-huh. So. Uh. On 31, we've got the Batman Red Rain statue. Oh, yeah. This one kind of irks me a little bit because this is actually based on the art of Francesco Frigavia, who I really like. He's Mm -hmm. a great artist, but it's a Kelly Jones story. Right. Why why can't we get a Kelly Jones Red Rain statue? uh, Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I don't really have anything until too, the right? 100s in this section. Okay. So. Well, on 38, we've got uh, some new Transformers, uh, Generations, Power of the Primes. These are actually out in stores now. It's one of those things that you know retail gets before the comic shops. But these are pretty nice-looking figures. Uh, I guess, I don't know if this is the new cartoon they're doing or just the new toy line, but there's a really nice Optimus Prime, and uh, there's a nice uh, Hot Rod Rodimus Prime, if you're a fan of G1 stuff, too, that looks pretty nice. On uh, 46, we've got some new uh, X-Men Kotobukuya statues. Sort of, yeah, sort of looks like they're based on the 90s cartoon. Cartoon. That Mm. is, I'm pretty sure that's straight up Beast Pose from the opening credits (laughs) of that. And uh, And a nice Kotobukuya Iron Fist statue too. They're one tenth scale too. Those are pretty nice. On uh, 40, the next page here, we've got Marvel Universe. Play Arts Kai Cyclops action figure this is just sort of a original, really cool looking sort of armor design for him. Uh, I like a lot of these concept designs they do for these, you know, figures and stuff. Man, 150 bucks. Oh yeah, that's really pushing it with some you of those. Really like it, especially if you have more than just a hand, one or two of those. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, on 51, we've got some uh, Batman Ninja figures from the upcoming. Uh, DVD cartoon from uh, SH Figure Arts, and we've got a Batman and Joker from that that look, you know, they're pretty detailed designs. The figures look pretty nice. Uh, those are only sixty dollars, mm-hmm. so a little more affordable, I guess, if you're into that. <laughs> On sixty-two, we've got uh, some James Bond figures. They're sort of resoliciting the Goldfinger assortment, and now there's a Live and Let Die set with uh, Roger Moore. Again, really nice figures, and I would buy these if they weren't two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. a pop. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You know, a lot of Bond merchandise is pretty high end. You know, they definitely want you to throw down the money for this stuff. But yeah, yeah it, like it looks if these, like they're like hot toys level yeah, stuff with tailored suits, yeah. actual cloth costumes, and stuff like that. So yeah, but that is out they're of my nice, price right. I mean, I, they look great. I'd love to have all these, but yeah, probably not going to happen. And after that, on 63, we have a lot of, uh, looks like some Lupin the Third figures coming out from the manga and anime. Uh, and it looks like some of them have a color and black and white version, so they probably look closer to how they look in the original manga in the black and white. And again, there's only $25 for those figures, so that's about what you'll pay anymore in a store for an action figure. Let's see, I think that might have been all I had. Here. Oh, on a, another Transformers thing on 68, we've got a Transformers masterpiece of uh, Prowl. And uh, if you're familiar with the masterpiece line from Transformers, that's sort of like higher-end, you know, really well-sculpted, articulated figures that they make. I've got a mas- masterpiece Optimus Prime from years ago that's really nice. They kind of really hold up. 
page 116. It's a shame these won't be out before the movie, but you've got some Avengers Infinity War poster t-shirts. Um, apparently, um, Groot and um, Thor a team up is going to be something in the Affinity War because there's like I've seen several times we yeah. have those two characters mm-hmm. uh, together throughout the uh, throughout the catalog. So, yeah. and then on 118, there are some Doomsday Clock uh, T-shirts where you have some Rorschach blots, which I thought were uh, kind of nifty. Plus, there's the Doomsday Clock cover of Batman looking at Rorschach's journal, which I thought was kind of a nifty shirt as well. Uh, back on 95, we've got some uh, Batman the Animated Series pint glasses and uh, magnets. So they got, you know, looks like probably some more of the merchandise art from the series back then and maybe some character models and things, but, you know, kind of cool, you know, kind of classic animated series versions of those. I think that's all I had for the merchandise yeah. section. Yes, all I've got, too. Yep, I think I'm good. So not that? as much not as much on that side of the no, catalog. No, no, not as much, and... Gotta admit, the new format to it's gonna take a little more getting used to than I thought. It kind of threw me for a loop, to tell you the <laughs> truth. I was missing stuff that I thought I'd, you know, usually yeah. spot. But anyway, well, I guess that'll do it for the previous podcast for April of 2018. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope maybe you heard some stuff you'd be interested in. Again, give us a call, shoot us a Facebook message, whatever you, you know, get a hold of us, and we can uh, take care of you. Get some of this stuff ordered if if you're interested. Just come in pick up a previews we're here at the 816 b east main street right on main street in carbondale so easy enough to find there the phone number is 618-457-6011 go to the campus comics facebook page give us a like follow us um and again we post links there again about the upcoming events we may be having including free comic day book day and beyond um, also getting into local convention season here so yep. we've got a few things coming up uh a week from the, you know, next week from when we're doing the podcast is going to be the uh, Cape Girardeau convention. And that show just grows, and, you know, it just oh, continues yeah. to grow. So it's really a really nice local show that's going to be, what is it, the 20th, 21st, 22nd? 20th through the 22nd, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. So, yeah, so yeah. it's definitely worth your trip, you know, with, worth a short trip down there, short drive there, if you're in the area. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, my, always, that's always like a local enough con for us. And it's mm-hmm. always a, like you can get a, you can, stretch your dollar pretty good there mm-hmm. you don't have to spend a lot of money there yeah there's always know. a good variety of vendors and guests yep. and stuff like that too including so. the two finest uh, vendors that will be there which will be campus comics Correct. and bird comics, bird comics indeed. So, probably in that order too yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but no some special guests they're going to have a cape this year uh the one i'm most excited about is uh, artist mike zek mm-hmm. now for other people they're probably more excited about meeting lou ferrigno or reb brown Ooh, yeah, Dan. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and then I'm I am drawing a complete blank on the writer's name, but they're having a Punisher limited series um, uh, a team backup where they have Steven Mike Zek and and whoever the if, that, if he was the writer I just I don't remember. <laughs> oh, it's one of the grants I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but whoever the writer is in the first Punisher limited series, they're going to be back. And they're actually going to do a panel on that, which I won't be able to attend unfortunately. But so hopefully somebody can be there and record that, but, which would be great because I'd like to hear what they have to say about the. Um, about that and we're spoiler we're going to try to get some maybe some brief interviews with some of the special guests there if we can work it out so okay yeah it is stephen grant stephen grant okay thank you yeah very good so 
So how can they get a hold of you, Scott? All right, so as as always, uh, bergcomics.com, B-U-R-G. I'm also on Instagram. I think it's just instagram.com slash bergcomics, where I post uh, some you know recent comics that I've picked up, just primarily covers. I try not to post too terribly constantly um, on Instagram, but to, another place just to get a you know more comic-focused uh, images and stuff. I always like looking through people's feed and seeing pictures of comics. So it's something that I try to post whenever I get a, a great new book in and use I'll post it there almost first before I post it anyplace else. So. Yeah, this is Dan. Uh, you can find me online at Detective651 at uh, Twitter, WordPress, and DeviantArt. Uh, oh, speaking of CapeCon, make sure you check out author local author Jason J. Nugent. Mm-hmm. And buy some of his books with the really pretty covers. Yeah. Oh, why are they so pretty, Dan? <laughs> because I make them. <laughs> <laughs> will you be there signing those? Uh, I, I will be, but if I, I'll oh, be, I'll okay. be there wandering around. Okay. If you want me to sign uh, one, I will. Yeah, we'll, we'll hunt you down. There I you came really close to forging his autograph when I watched his booth last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. You look nothing like your picture, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that'll wrap it up for this. Uh, april 2018 previews podcast we hope you enjoy it and just give us a follow you know check us out we're on uh why am i drawing a blank we're on itunes stitcher, stitcher yeah, your uh, preferred pl- podcast platform we'll and, be there and if there we're not go. there right. send us someone of us a message and we'll try to get it added to that uh, feed yep so all right well thanks for listening and 